0: Let's rate this. I I vote this was fun and interesting.
1: (laughs) Uh, I'll say a lapel grab out of 10.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Good one.
1: This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations.
0: Hi, welcome to another episode. I'm Sensei Michelle. I'm Sensei Jackie. And I'm Sensei Derek. Still here with us, toughing it out through a crazy experiment. So as that implies, we are trying something new today. We decided instead of just doing our usual letter episode, which were tried and true and we had a lot of fun with. Yes. Mm -hmm. We would go to the martial arts dictionary, pick a letter randomly, which we did. Yes. And look up words to see which we knew, which we didn't yet know, and
2: what would make a fun podcast. So let's see what happens. Well, (laughs) before we begin our word search. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure that we give credit to the book that we chose the words from. It's The Overlook Martial Arts Dictionary by Farkas and Corcoran. And it is jam packed with things for us to think about. Yeah. And it was first published in the early 80s. This copy
0: says the first copyright was 1983, but it may have been a little earlier in hardcover. Is that where we stand on that? Nice. That's we, that's what we think, but we don't really know. I have a hardcover at home, guys, so I can put it in the show notes and let you know if mine has a different year on it. How's oh, that'd that? be great. Something to
1: keep a lookout for.
0: Yeah. My my poor hardcover book is so beat up. Boy, you couldn't get a dime for it at a yard sale. <laughs> <laughs> it's so beat up and written in. All right. We're going to get started. And I believe, Sensei Jackie, your word starts the show. So good luck.
2: Yes, my word is called long hand boxing. I had never, ever heard this term before. It's a Chinese term and it's for any system of kung fu or Chinese boxing that's characterized by the, the use of the arms at full extension whenever the techniques are done. Hmm. The use of the arm at full extension. So do you think that just means really following through on your punch or using it at still at extension? I think it's probably following through and then leaving it there as the technique is going on since it is used in boxing. But what I wish I could see is a video on how they would retract to get to the the next technique. Is it is it slow to go in between the two? Okay, let's hmm. pause for a minute and go to YouTube. Nice.
0: Okay. We paused. I love the pause button. And we looked. And first off, they didn't have anything under the term longhand boxing. None at all. But we did find some things under um, long fist Kung Fu. And so there's a shout out to Sifu Rob Jones. Can you give us some feedback on this? Which I'm sure he will be glad to. (laughs) Oh, I certainly hope so. And also you
2: saw something on a Muay Thai site, right? That's right. Where they used it as a defense.
0: Right. And so basically what it looks like is that the hand stays extended and in as long as the person doesn't have a longer reach than you, the, your fist will keep them back. That's mm-hmm. what it looks like. It doesn't necessarily look like you're leaving your punch in their body, which would be a terrible thing to do on a point fight or a boxing match because it leaves you exposed in that area.
2: It also takes away one of your hands to get a point afterwards.
1: Mm-hmm. Seeing them move. And have the arms fully extended.
0: The Kung Fu people.
1: Us. Yes. It's very much, um, it reminds me of seeing like old cartoony versions of like what people thought martial arts was. So it might be just that it's very popular.
0: The video we watched was uh, educational. Hmm. So the person was moving slowly. Right. And one man was speaking while another man was moving. But I bet if you saw that in motion, it would have an aesthetic. Hmm what beauty
2: to it i'm sure it would probably very like
1: circular motions as well trying to keep the hand extended. exactly and also
0: when he punched he had a nice snap mm-hmm. to his punch and it had beautiful extension to it nothing makes me crazier than watching somebody punch and be all bunched up in their own body it drives me
2: nuts nice. and we do see people who come into the dojo who think that that is the most effective way to punch Maybe they saw Bruce Lee do a little (laughs) internal punch. He was very
0: famous for it. Uh, And that's how they copied. I don't know. But again, we are willing to learn, folks. So write to us if you have more information on longhand boxing or any variation on that theme. uh, Now, can we segue from longhand boxing to your word, Sensei Derek?
1: hmm. I think it would really depend on the logistics of everything.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I loved that the martial arts dictionary had such a practical word in it.
1: The logistics of the fight. I think it's very interesting uh, to have that word there, but I feel like it's also very, uh, what's the word for it? Very inherent.
0: Or implicit. Implicit. you, You know it inside yourself.
1: Intuitive.
0: Oh, I like that. That's good.
1: I also think that while the word itself might be foreign to some people, the idea is very intuitive and very, it makes sense to you.
0: Yeah, it's common sense. I agree. Well, we're <laughs> going to put common sense at the top of the bell curve, but there are people who don't, I mean, logic is part of the word. Yes. And we know a lot of people who don't have a lot of logic.
1: Does I, <laughs> I will say, um, after looking at the actual definition of logistics, being coordination of complex operations involving people, places, and or supplies. To put that in, in terms of fighting you're constantly keeping yourself organized. What are you doing? What techniques techniques are you doing? How are you moving? Is it efficient? Can you make it more efficient? And what is your opponent doing? I feel like all those are just like the logistics of the fight.
0: Exactly. So your arms and legs, breathing, footwork. Fighting spirit. Forty fives, any of your angles, that would be your
2: people, places, things that you would <laughs> be managing, correct? And even before this... Fight starts. Say you're at a competition, you have so much time from having done kata to sparring mm-hmm. that um, you have to manage that time. Make sure that do you have all your gear with you? Are you looking at your favorite sparring techniques to start them at? If that's one of your strategies. Whatever your strategies are.
1: So that brought up the idea of the strategies versus logistics that we had talked about. Right. uh, Strategies being the long term versus logistics being the understanding of the short term. And I kind of just think of it as making a plan and then running the
0: plan. And adapting the plan as you go. So the logistics to me is more of an adaptation within Mm -hmm. the moment. And that could happen as a teacher of martial arts or anything else, oh, yes. but it could also happen in a sparring match for competition. And it is most definitely going to happen in a reality situation. Yes. You have to adapt right on the spot and you're going to draw up from all the technology that you have gained through the years, right? hundred percent.
2: Yes. I mean, I can't imagine a reality situation that goes as planned.
0: because <laughs> <laughs> How would you plan that?
2: <laughs>
0: That's pretty funny. Okay. So I'm going to go from logistics to my word because my word is super traditional in comparison. It's lunge punch. So right. a lunge punch. First off, we don't really use that term in our particular style, which is USA Goju Federation. I don't hear the term lunge punch used often, but we do it mm-hmm. all the time, and we might call it uh, a straight punch, or a front punch, mm-hmm. or even a stepping punch. Us. So let me start with their definition. Well, their definition was a little wordy coming from <laughs> me. I'm saying that. So I shortened it a tad. So here's what, what I took from it. It's performed with a step. The front hand does the strike. So this, the punching hand matches the front leg. Okay. Awesome. And it can be done with an actual lunge in space. Ah, with footwork. So having said that, my question to you is this. Do you prefer coming off of the front leg with a breakdown of distance, say six to eight inches and lunging that punch into the the rib cage? Or do you prefer coming off of the back leg and then turning it into the front leg? So it's a step and punch as you lunge forward. And Mm. do you have one that you like better as it breaks down more distance for you? It's more of a surprise. Okay. Listen to this. What's your logistics there? (laughs) I like to oh, extend it?
2: <laughs> she's got it going. <laughs> okay, take off. What are we doing? I like uh, both of them, depending on the situation. If I need to be fast, I like coming off that front leg. And if I need to be powerful, I like coming off the back leg and bringing it forward into the punch. And I would say that for me, my favorite is coming off the back leg. I like You like to step through. I like to step through. I like that feeling of transferring every bit of muscularity that I have, especially if my opponent is so much larger than I am.
1: Interesting. Mm. I will say after running it through my brain, I find myself when I'm sparring, I like to jump off the front leg first. That's the one I go to more than if I go off the back leg. I also like kicking the leg off to use that. So I don't really use the front lunge, lunge punch, punch that much. If I'm doing self-defense techniques, I find myself stepping in from the back leg way more. I want to have that power element there.
0: Cool. Well, if we're doing self-defense techniques as EPONS, which is like a one, one single technique mm-hmm. setup, then we use the step and punch. We're in a, a traditional stance. And in our style, we use the step through and punch to set up the technique. So that's something we're all very practiced at. Yes. As far as me, I don't think I step through and punch, but you'll watch me spar for the next few months and tell me whether I'm mistaken (laughs) about it because I love, I can feel it. I love the retraction of that reverse punch. I love leaving the leg behind me and coming back to Mm. it, you know, extending through the hip and then coming back out. So I know that isn't on task as far as it's not a lunge punch, but What we're comparing is, do I straight punch off the front more often and break that distance down with the front leg? Or do I step through from the back leg more Mm -hmm. often? And I definitely do not step through with the back leg more often because I I know I love a reverse punch. I just love it. So I would, therefore, I would use the front lunge more often. And since our style uses a lot of back fists, that's where you're going to feel it as opposed to the um, vertical punch oh, or, the, yes. or the straight
2: punch that we might do in our style in horse dance. So instead of stepping through with the back leg, you'd be more likely to kick with that back leg as it comes through to set up your technique rather than just no,
0: no, I disagree with that. I'm more likely to actually run a reverse punch where my leg stays behind me,
1: my hip
0: rotates into the punch, and then I come back to guard position. Not that I don't kick off my back leg and not that I don't step through when I kick off my back leg. I do those things. But in terms of lunge punch with the back of the body becoming the front or lunge punch with the front of the body remaining the front, it's definitely the latter. If I'm going to punch off the front of the body and break down distance, it stays on the front.
1: I thought it was a very big. If the person's looking for it, it's a very, very like telegraphic thing to t- turn your whole body into that and put that side forward. If the well.
0: person's looking for it, ah, but you know, there's speed, there's angles, there's all kinds of things going on in a sparring match. I will say this, though, so far in this episode, I have enjoyed like exploring new ideas
2: about all the different things. Mm, I nice. mean, you guys? Very much They're things that I had never, had never occurred to me because I'd never heard of them before.
0: One of the things that I found interesting about looking at this dictionary in more detail, and the truth of the matter is I've used this dictionary literally hundreds of times in my years in karate. But I never noticed that besides, I'm going to open the book, guys, that besides some of the words, they will have CH for Chinese, K for Korean, JP for Japanese, but they also have EP. It's in both capital letters Mm -hmm. and it stands for Ed Parker. So when I uh-huh. went to the, I thought it might stand for Ed Parker. So when I went to the first area where they describe that under the guide, it says that Ed Parker named and defined those entries. Now mm. that is interesting. And we have not done episodes on Emile Farkas or John Corcoran, which we should add to our list. Oh, that All would be these, interesting. They, they've done so much writing on karate. And been very active in the martial arts in our, mm. in our a lifetime. Yes. I believe at least one of them was a kempo practitioner. Oh, I, that I did not know. Yes. I'm not positive, but I think so. I think I read that somewhere. So we will add that to our list of things to get to. My <laughs> goodness, you have a lot. But anyway, Ed Parker had some interesting things, didn't he, in his entries. And one of them was in the L section. And let me see, do you remember what it was? Oh, it Us. was the term lock out. So it's lock dash out mm-hmm. in this dictionary. And what he defined it as was a punch that stays in the body once it's extended into the body of the opponent. And the only thing I could think of why that happened was so the judges could see it.
2: (laughs) And would that be used Mm. more in um, full contact karate? Mm. No, I don't think so.
0: Because they don't say stop in full contact karate. The bell tells you to stop. But when you make a point and you hear all the stuff, you leave your hand out there. I've done it. So they can see, I'm sure my opponent did it exactly the same time. And yet I don't remember that at all.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Your opponent never tagged you.
0: (laughs) That's hilarious. So that was another cool thing we did on our first encounter here. Do you remember anything
2: else you want to say about, you know, just Mm. this experience? I think it was fun looking at the different words and deciding which one was going to be my word of the day. Well, we don't have to just have one word. What was another word on your list that you liked? I like the fact that there's a form of, of martial arts called Lua. Uh huh. And I don't know what it is. I have to look it up. So um, the dictionary says actually that
0: it means bone breaking, which is totally on board with us, <laughs> and that it's a native martial art of Hawaii, but that it is now extinct. So we're going to look into that a little more, guys. Maybe we can put some of those styles that we can't find as much information about together and put an episode together. Nice. That would be interesting. Another episode. How about you, Sensei Derek? Any of the words that were your second or third choices?
1: Uh, there was actually two that, that caught my eye, one being L stance. I was looking at it, and I looked up a couple of videos online. and It's different, but I can see the similarities between what some of the stances we do. And the one the next one that caught me off guard a little bit was Ligar, L-I-U-G-A-R, uh, just because it has a little asterisk in it and say, see this. Mm-hmm. So something I'm going to look up in my own time.
0: And according to the this, which is Li Chia, it's a Southern Chinese style of Kung Fu, Cantonese. So mm-hmm. we'll have to look into that.
2: Which is something we learned from our book episodes, that there are so many styles of kung fu, northern and southern styles. That's something that we learned from our interview with uh, Sifu Jones. Yes. Where he told yes. us
0: there are so many styles. Since mm. he's northern, the ripping tiger system, that's his favorite. <laughs> but how, I mean, that would be like me saying Goju Federation is not my favorite. How would it be anything but your favorite is the one you you love and spent your life doing?
2: Us, yes. yes. For sure.
0: But I would say, the, first
2: off, that we learned a lot. Yes, I mean, just from the uh, the Four book itself. Pages.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's another L word right there to keep learning.
2: <laughs> and
0: secondly, we hope you found it interesting. If you did find it interesting, please let us know.
1: Or if you have anything about what we talked about.
0: Yeah. So I don't know that this will be a fun one to end on, but I'm going to end on it. They have as an actual word in this dictionary, the word lapel. Hmm. Now I say that, in an ironic way, I think that's the right use of the term, folks, but correct me. Because, first off, a lapel is on the guy's business suit. And before I was a karate person, that's what I always thought of as lapels. So did I. Hmm. But now the stronger part, the reinforced part of your key top is also often called a lapel. And we will often use the term,
2: let's um, take this from a lapel grab. Us. Uh, Right? right, And and for so many of our younger students, we have to explain to them what we mean. <laughs> they don't know. Well, they haven't worn a suit yet, number one. <laughs> so uh, uh,
0: uh, the front of a guy's suit folds over right around the chest level. Oh, and nice. that fold over area is the lapel. Right. And it is a grabbable area. Oh, definitely. But in the key shop, I think I did a good explanation already. Mm-hmm. Right? It's got the reinforced sewing on it. Nice. I think it's so funny that now I do think of a lapel as a, a part of my key top as opposed to a suit. That's so funny how we change over time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there we're going to leave you with lapel grabs. Let's rate this. I, I vote this was fun and interesting.
1: Uh, I'll say a lapel grab out of 10. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good one. Okay, let's get to it. Get in touch with us all over the web, folks, at Wildcat Dojo. Also on Instagram at Wildcat Dojo
2: Conversations. That's right. And uh, Dojo Conversations at AOL.com. For you emailers. And we sure would like to hear from you guys.
0: And if you scroll down in the notes, you can actually support the show. If somebody supports the show, make sure if you leave me a note to say, am I allowed to say your name? Because I will. So the the main supporter we've had so far is uh, Landon's mom. And I've already mentioned her once, so I'm mentioning her again. And so if you support, I'll mention your name. And hey, another way you might want to support is to be on the
2: show. Oh, we'd love to have new guests on our show and find out what area of martial arts you're interested in. But I lost the thread there. This one was
0: about supporting the show. So scroll down and see that link. And while you're scrolling down, Click Cynthia's link at Honor Athletics, Athletics. of course. And you can call her at 770-945-5150
2: to get all
0: your karate needs met with very good service.
2: And a pleasant person. And as always, thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. See you next time. See you guys. And I'm signing us out. Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again next week on Wildcat Dojo
1: Conversations.